Welcome to Refreshing Word, a life-changing experience by Bishop David Yalik, a medical doctor by profession and a resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International for Forger Ghana. He has been in the ministry for over 20 years, has a rare insight into the Word of God and ministers powerfully unto the anointing. Join us now for a life-changing and refreshing experience with Refreshing Word by Bishop David Yalik. It's a great thing to serve God. You receive wages. I'm preaching from the chapter 3 of this. But I want to read a scripture to you from. First of all, I read to you John chapter 4. Oh, dear Jesus. Tell someone today, I'll see Jesus. Today, I'm here to have an encounter with the most important person, even Jesus. And the Holy Ghost is actually Jesus. Without his body. So meeting Jesus is meeting the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, if you see me, you have seen the Father. So meeting Jesus is meeting God the Father. Today you have an encounter with the Trinity. Hey, something good will happen to you. Moses had an encounter with the Trinity. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost came to his house. And after that meeting, the word to Abraham was that next, next year by this time, according to the time of life, they will cry in this house, and Isaac. And Genesis chapter 21 verse 6, Sarah said that God has made me to laugh. You see, when they, when they had an encounter, they didn't laugh that day. They laughed after a year. So, so ah, pastor, bishop, uh, uh, what, uh, reverend, evangelist, or whatever, after he said this, I didn't laugh. Sarah laughed after a year. Expect a laughter from today. Next week, Next two weeks, one month, uh, ten months, one year, two years, five years, you will laugh. You and your house will laugh. And neighbors will laugh with you. And your enemies will cry. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, in John chapter number four, I love Jesus and his word. Verse 34. I said, it is a great self God. Why? Because you receive good wages. Listen to what Jesus said. They came, these people brought food to Jesus, the Son of God. Because he, he, the Lord has sent them to go and buy food. And when they came, they found Jesus witnessing to a non-Jew. He was witnessing to a Samaritan. Thank you, Jesus Christ. And they were surprised that Jesus was witnessing to a Samaritan woman. And this was a woman who had plenty issues. And had received the Lord and had changed. The power of the devil in her life had been broken. And they brought the food, fried rice and beef sauce and some um, what cranberry for Jesus who was already thirsty and some Voltic to drink because the master was asking for water. But amazingly, Jesus neither drank water and said he would not eat their food and he said my meat what makes me nice and fat and grow well is to do the will of the heavenly father who has sent me 
and not only to do it, but to finish the work. So Jesus Christ actually defines our work. Amen. That actually your work is not just being a doctor or a pharmacist or a mason or a carpenter, but God God brought you forth into the, the world for you to do something that he has sent you to do and to build his church and his kingdom. And we explain that serving God is seeking the interest of God. One of the definitions. So God has sent us to seek his, to do his interest by doing what? By building his church, building the kingdom, contributing to the kingdom of God. And not only that, but to also finish it before you close your eyes. To, hallelujah. Amen. I think this verse actually defines the greatest service that you can do to that is who has sent you into the world. You may not even be born again. You are listening to me. The fact that you have not received Jesus Christ does not exempt you from the fact that you were not born out of pleasure. That your mother and your father wanted pleasure. That's what you are giving her. You were sent by God. But descending to the world by God the Father and God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, okay, of you came amidst pleasure. Maybe if God had not brought pleasure into it, people will not, what do you call it? Uh, 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 you won't come. Are you understanding? So the point is telling, let you know is that you are not in the world on your own, but God, Jehovah God, the God of Israel, the God who made you, you are actually sent into this world to come and do something. Hallelujah. Amen. And then you find yourself being a doctor, find yourself being an artist, you find yourself being what? Uh, what a photographer but then there's what is it that you have to do and jesus calls it my meat amen today may you find your life's meat in jesus name and says say not that there are four months and come at the harvest i say behold i say unto you lift up your eyes and look on the fields thank you jesus for they are already, what? Ready to harvest. And he that reaped wages and gathered fruit, my God, unto life eternal in heaven, that both he that soweth and he that reaped may rejoice together. And here is the same true. One soweth and another repeat. Now this is it's a very important statement that the Spirit of God is, is saying here. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. What he's saying is that actually the will of the Father has to do with something on the field. But until you lift up your eyes and look at the field and see the human souls, you'll see why God has sent into the world. Israeli, our eyes are lifted towards money. If you are doing something, how much can you get? Our eyes are lifted. You saw somebody's house. That's all you can see. Oh, Jesus Christ. You saw a girl. That is all you, you could see. You saw someone's car. That's, that's all you can see. But the time has come for you to lift up your eyes to see what God wants you to see. Stop looking at the wrong things. Look at human souls that for reason why our king, our savior, came into the world. To save us, to us become saviors of men. Amen. And Jesus is saying that, look. The field is already white for harvest. In other words, people have labored and worked already on hearts. 
So there are people who are ready to ready to give their life to Christ. So it's now for us to throw in the sickle and harvest what has you see, there's nobody in Koforodia here who hasn't heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. It may be a Muslim, you, you know it. It may be what uh what uh a Buddhist, whatever you are, everybody has heard. Are you understanding me? But the hearing is like a watering that no matter how how the person even looks hard, at least the fact that you have heard it, something has been watered down. And Jesus is saying that we should go. Jesus is Lord. We should go into the field. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. So that we can reap. Amen. I said amen. I said amen. And the reaping is what he said that when we do the reaping, we receive wages. We receive what? Wages. Verse 7. You receive wages. He that repent received what? Wages. And not only do you receive wages, my God, but you gather fruit unto heaven. You gather fruit unto eternal life. Amen. You So, there are wages here on the earth. And then when you also go to heaven, you also go with fruit. Now, there are two groups of people. The first group are those who receive wages from heaven and carry fruits to heaven. Okay? They have wages from God on earth. And they also carry what? Fruits to heaven. And there are those who don't receive wages from God. All their life is hard work. They'll say, oh, you have to work hard. We know we have to work very hard. But if you are going to live by only hard work, I tell you, you, you even have some things, and like Solomon, you say it is vanity. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. But God wants us to have what? Wages on earth and receive what? Also have fruits in heaven. Some, a certain man went to heaven. And when he went to heaven, he found a man that he knew on earth who had died. And the man was telling his story. He said, Jesus, when I came to heaven, it was not easy. When my life passed in front of me, the pain that I felt, look, let me tell you, we say there's no pain after death, but there's pain after death. Amen. For those who don't receive Jesus and will go to hellfire, your pain is very serious. Amen. Because hellfire is the first punishment. There is not the lake of fire that God also has for those who not receive Christ and the devil. The devil is not afraid of hell, but he's afraid of the lake of fire. Are you understanding me? But those who receive Christ, there is also pain. If you don't have fruits, the man said that he he was in the dark part of heaven. When uh, uh, Jonah found him, he looked very, very glorious. But as he moved forward towards Jesus and the glory, he saw that behind him was darkness. And the man called it, called it outer darkness. He said, I was one of the foolish virgins. I never did anything in the church. And when I came, I was cast into outer darkness. And he said, the life that I, I know, I now know in heaven, if I were to live it again, I would have lived it differently. And I said, this man's life is what? A past question. Amen. For you and me. So, it is important for us to serve God. Serving God is not just sitting in church and singing hymns. It's good. At least better than an ambler. But then serving God is seeking the interest of God. What is God interested in? And here Jesus is showing us what the will of the Father is. Amen. Is souls. The harvest. Say the harvest. Say the harvest. It is not a waste of time. I remember Bishop talking about a lady who was doing evangelism and another Christian was laughing at her. That Look, you have done evangelism. Uh, you don't have a child. You see, and these are mockers and scorners. Devils who try to mock you for serving God. And they tell you that, look, you have served God that you have not seen anything. Today we cast every mocking demon and every mocking spirit from the devil. In Jesus' name. 
I'm not, I'm speaking to somebody. You are listening to me. Sometimes there's mockery in your mind. It's like you have served God. Uh, I've not seen anything. But today I came to tell you that it is not in vain to serve God and to see the interest of God. It will never be in vain. And it can never be in vain. It is never in vain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't die in vain. If you saw Jesus sacrificing on the cross, you would have mocked and said that, ah, in fact, they even mocked and said, ah, he saved others. He cannot save himself. But it was not in vain. The Son of God has been given a name that is above every name, that at the mention of that name, every name, whether it's a Satan, whether it's a Lucifer, whether it's a devil, whether it's a shrine, whatever, whether it's a human name, they all bow to the holy name of the Son of God. So it is not in vain. I say it's not in vain. And and, and the story ended that when the person said that the girl doesn't have a child and she's doing evangelism because she was married, then she had a child. May God surprise you because they are wages. Jesus Christ is the, you see, he's the word of God himself. So this is the word, the word of God is saying. That look, I'm telling you that if you reap the harvest, now, it is easy to do evangelism, which is the interest of God. It is easy. You see, we are in a part of the world where it is not difficult to serve God. Some people, you can't even, I know countries where you cannot do, you cannot witness. Yes. You can easily be, be put to jail if you dare go and witness. But here you are, you are free. Eh? And, and they are serving God in the most difficult environment. But I see the tables turning for me and you, we will serve God. I said, we will serve God and reap wages on, on this life. Say, I will reap wages. And then I also have fruits in heaven. Amen. May you meet 1,000 people in heaven. Who are your fruits? May you meet 100 people in heaven who come to you and say, that, hey, I thank God that you came. You came as a missionary. You came as a pastor. You came to my neighborhood to do dumb broadcasting. You came. I thank you that you worked in the church. When you sang a song, and my heart was tied for the Lord, and I got saved. Amen. That is the fruit. Say amen. Amen. But now we are looking at wages, because the wages are on the earth. Wages. Is it in vain? No, it's not in vain. One day, say wages. Say, say payday. Say, I'm expecting Jesus to pay me. Say, I'm expecting Jesus to pay me. I remember I was, when I, I, when I used to be in school, as a student, and one day I met a pharmacist who was working. And he told me, as a student, he said, don't worry. Very soon, you will be able to buy meat and buy things that you can afford. I didn't understand. Then I finished school, and I worked. And they said, my, my back pay, six months salary has come back pay. Hey! And I realized that I could do some things. Because why? Payday has come. Even human beings can pay. How much more God? Only the, the devil is a thief. He's a killer. He's a destroyer. His wages are evil. Those of you are going around and doing, going for things and all that. The wages of the devil brings death. But God has wages. Beautiful, heavenly wages. Hallelujah. Now, one day, in Mark 10, Amen. Mark chapter 10, Mark chapter 10, a certain rich man came to Jesus Christ and told the Lord, the Lord, please, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus Christ, how do you call it, um, told him that you know the commandment, because he knew the person knew the commandment. 
and said, don't commit adultery. This is Jesus speaking. Don't commit adultery. Don't kill. This is Jesus speaking. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. Don't defraud. Honor your father and your mother. This is Jesus speaking as God and your mother. Yes. And the man said, I've done all these things from Sunday school as a youth lesson. Uh, and Jesus loved him. And Jesus said, you lack one thing. There's one thing you lack. You are following commandments. But you don't have the interest of God. So, because the reason why you don't have the interest of God is that you are occupied. You, you don't kill. You don't steal. You have just one wife. You, you, you don't defraud. You honor your father. You send money to your father. You do everything that God wants you to do and everything. But you don't have the interest of God. So you don't, you don't care about souls. All you care is about your business. So go and sell everything that you have and come and follow me. Because me, what I'm here to do is the meat. It's souls. That's why I've come. When the man analyzed and see how Jesus has been walking around from town to town and whatever and all that, he said that no, 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 no. I cannot leave all this money and then come and do what? Come and sell. And Jesus and the man, the man left. He left very sad. You see, he was very, very, very sad. I was wondering why he was sad. You see, it was paining him that he couldn't follow the Lord. And so he couldn't follow the Lord, but he didn't want to lose. And Jesus looked about his disciples and said, look, it is very difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were very astonished. Hey! That, is, that, is that the case? And a lot of them were occurring to them. Because Peter had left his boat. I mean, when he met Jesus, he was a full-time fisherman. I mean, trying to do his best and everything. Thomas had some ideas in his mind. But he was not a speaking type, so he couldn't ask. John, who loved Jesus, also was wondering. He said, Lord, I love you, but are you going to be poor? But Peter was the type who was always talking. So he, he, said, he raised up his hand and he said, Lord, are you saying that We have left all to follow you to be poor and die like because that time we heard you talk about Lazarus, how he was poor. So I also fully follow and, and be poor and die like Lazarus and go to heaven. Is life just about being poor on the earth and going to heaven? Then Jesus said, No, 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 no. He said that, no, 29, Mark 29, there is no man that has left house. You see, you can leave your house and go out or sell your house. Are you understanding me? You can leave your house. You can leave your house. Or you can leave a home because you want to go and serve God. You can leave a home and be a missionary. You can, be, you can leave a home and go out somewhere. Or even go for evangelism. Or has left his brethren. Left his brothers. Forsaking them for the ministry's sake. To go and serve God. You can't leave your brothers. Or his sisters. Leave them. And go and serve them. You cannot leave them. Sometimes leaving them cause pain. When I, when I came to full time ministry. I realized that. My, my, my siblings had a very. A certain. I don't know. I don't want to call it funny, but I realized that they were cold. Unless I could, nobody called me. You see, until one day I met my senior brother. In fact, he came to where I was and saw the church. And he said that, look, we all thought that you had thrown away your life. And we thought you were mad. Because how can you leave medicine and say you want to go to Koforidia? You have a job. You are working, you are working in the hospital. Say you want to leave Koforidia. I have a, yeah, how do you call it? And they didn't, they didn't say it, but I could see from the actions. Are you, are you understanding me? But if you say you want to follow, follow them. 
You cannot serve God. Are you understanding me? You cannot serve God. Or father. Your father. Because of your father, some, some fathers will not allow their children to serve God. Okay? They would rather prefer that maybe a, a rich footballer will come for their daughter and go and be sleeping with her and bring her at 3 a.m. than for the daughter to go for all night and come by and they're angry. Or you will not leave your, your son to go to full-time ministry or to serve God. But Jesus said, there is no man. You have you left your father. If you leave, why would I left to come? I mean, my father was, wasn't happy. Are you understanding me? But if I, if I say I wanted to follow his unhappiness, are you understanding me? Yes, I will not go. Are you understanding me? Because he told me that, look, my eyes, when you told me that my eyes are on you, it's like I was, I'm expecting you a doctor. It's like to bring some milk of you. Are you understanding me? You see, but I thank God that later, later on, he used to tell his friends that this is my son, he used to save lives, but now he saves souls. Are you understanding what I'm saying? This man he used to save lives. I used to tell him that it doesn't matter. I mean, you, I mean, sometimes you encourage me. I shouldn't worry. At least it was an encouragement. I shouldn't worry. Don't don't worry. If I'm not even bringing in him, of, of course I used to send him some small 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 nook of you down there. I, I did my best, but maybe a certain amount that maybe he would have expected. Are you understanding me? Not that he needed money. Not that he needed, he needed money because he was, he was he was okay, but. The point I'm trying to say is that if you follow your father's unhappiness or your mother's unhappiness, you will not obey the truth and to serve God. You see, or your wife, you cannot leave your wife. Okay, you are always sitting, you are sitting in the house four o'clock Saturday, shepherd, instead of going out to go and, and, and do evangelism, you are always in the house with your wife at 4 p.m. Meanwhile, you are there every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. Time that we have said, okay, Saturday at this time we'll go for evangelism. Damn it, you will not go. Jesus. Or you cannot leave your wife and go for missions for her to come and join you. You see, serving God's interests involves Jesus having to lose something. And that's what the man did not, the man, or the colleague, didn't want to lose. And children, I remember for about uh, uh, about four or five months, I was alone here in Koforidia of four months. Are you understanding me? But I, I, I had to leave. I had to leave my house. I had to leave everything just for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Or, or lands. You cannot leave your land. Or your house. You say, oh, I've built a house, so I cannot go on transfer. When people have houses, and they are working with Ghana Health Service, and they transfer them, and they leave the house. So how can you not go? You, you, you can't leave house. Or you can't leave lands. Okay? For me, Jesus, he said, for my sake, Jesus, and the gospel's sake. He said, no man. No man. He said, no man. There is no record of a man who did that. But he shall receive an hundred. Now in this time, that's the wages. He shall receive what? An hundred. Now in this time, houses. Eh? Jesus was not joking, unless you don't believe. Houses, brethren. Now I have plenty brethren. All my church members are my brothers and my sisters. Amen. And mothers. Amen. I thought I was losing my mother to have a mother. Amen. And fathers. Amen. I said amen. I thought that I was going to make my father unhappy only to receive a very mega father. Are you, are you, are you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Eh? And lands with persecution. In other words, you will be so blessed that they'll persecute you. And in the world to come, eternal life. So this is the fruit. So Jesus Christ, our Lord, is promising us. You see, don't think that you can go and look for some quick money by going to do some Agbala or Juju. I understand. One day, a certain boy, little boy that I, I know, I mean, I know in the church. Okay. He came. 
his friends were enticing him to go and do some wagadre, whatever. And as was trying to go, as was trying to go, he heard the voice of his shepherd. And this was this guy who was in the youth, about 19, 20 years old. And the shepherd was about also about 19, 20 years old. And the voice of shepherd, the shepherd's voice clearly in his ears that don't go. So he returned. You see, but it was the, it was Jesus, it was the Holy Ghost who was using the voice of the shepherd. But later he went and went to do the Agbala you do with, with human blood. In fact, I can't explain to you what he did and everything. Just because he wanted money. Yeah, you, you understand me? But the devil will kill you. But Jesus says that look, there are wages if you actually serve me. Okay, for my sake and for the for the gospel's sake. There are hundred times wages plus fruit in heaven. I mean, won't pay with now them. I mean, politicians come to tell us when they come to power, they will do this, they will do this, they will do this, they will do this. Not that they, they don't mean it, they mean it. One, 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 what? One, um, one district, one factory, they mean it too. Not that they don't mean it. They are not lying. I don't think that anybody worth his salt will come and stand and say that I'm going to lie to, to, to the nation. No. They mean it. Eh? They'll mean, they'll mean it. We'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do this. We'll build schools. We'll do this. We'll do this. But when they come, they realize that you realize that you are a human being. You see, the fact that you have promised doesn't mean they can come to pass. Are you understand me? A human being can promise and will fail. The only person who promises and cannot fail is the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he's not a man that he should lie. So when God is saying that I will build one, uh, one, one district, one factory, he means it. He will do it. He will do it. He will do it. When he told he to tell Israel, look, one day my son will come. Then my son will come. The Messiah will come. The Messiah will come. This, the prophet used to talk about it. Uh, then one day he appeared. And he meant it. Are you understand me? And he appeared, the Lord appeared. And did what he had to do for, for And then the Holy Ghost came. He said, I poured my spirit. They didn't know what, it, what he meant. And suddenly the Holy Ghost came. And suddenly Christianity became more grace than li, uh, li, legalities. So the point I'm trying, I'm trying to say is that there are wages. And Jesus didn't say this when the rich man was there. But he said it when he, he went out. I mean, it would have been nice for the rich man to have heard this. But let me tell you, God does not, he reserves his best words for those who serve him. I said, if you are not interested in him, he will not do anything to convince you. I mean, Jesus Christ could have convinced you and said, oh, tell it, do you know, do you know what? This, this is what I'm telling you. But no, when the man left, then he told those who were serving him. Hallelujah. So what I'm trying to tell you that it's a great thing to serve the Lord because there are wages. Don't say that things will get better in heaven. Things will get better on the earth in the name of Jesus Christ. I wish above all things, thank you Jesus, that you may prosper and be in good health even as your Christian life, your spirit, man, your soul also prosper. As you, you prosper in your soul to serve God, God expects you also to prosper and in being good health. Today may the grace to serve of God come upon you. May every power, every iniquity, every wickedness, everything that the devil unleashes to stop us be cursed in Jesus' name. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. Now when you say wages, what does it mean? I said to them, pretty for a, a short time. When you say wages, what does wages mean? Wages means a lot of things. So, I would just like to go through a few, uh, uh, maybe not topic, I can't finish. A few of the wages that Jesus means by our dictionary definition. Because Jesus, when he says something, okay, you need the Holy Ghost and other extra uh, helps. Okay, to be able to do what? To understand what he's saying. Like, like the Bible says, believe in the Lord your God 
okay and you shall be established believe in the lord your god and you shall prosper the holy ghost just spoke through uh whatever but then you have to you need the holy ghost to now help you to understand that prosper means shalat and shalat means to break out mightily okay to break forth it's like through a man your pastor you can break forth and, and through your faith in god you'll establish a nest like a baby are you understanding me so looking at the word wages what does it mean number one number one the first meaning of a wage is an income say income if you don't work you may not understand what an income is but those of those of you who work an income okay is money that comes into your pocket say your pocket money that comes into your pocket i'll not use the bank because when some people are not paid through banks some people are paid directly some people even if you go to the bank when you take the money you still put it in your pocket you say you don't have a pocket even if you put it in your wallet it still enters your pocket are you, are you being blessed for the work you have done for the work you have done so when you receive what like i told you i used to i mean i earn an income okay when i left the hospital and i came to serve jesus the lord i mean i met people who would ask you hey i hear you have stopped working I said, I've not stopped working. But sir, you have left the hospital. I said, it's because you think that the hospital work is, is work. But God's work is no work. God's work is more work than the hospital. My father-in-law is a pastor. He's actually the first Ghanaian Baptist pastor. The first Ghanaian Baptist pastor is my father, father-in-law. And all the great Baptist pastors that are in in, 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 in the system at least he had a, a, some either a little or some influence over over them. Are you understanding me? So he has been in ministry for years and later was the principal of the Baptist seminary uh, where a lot of pastors also pastor his sons and all that. You see when I was coming to full time, or when I came to full time, anytime they come to visit me and my wife, I mean, they get surprised. Because he's a pastor, he's worked. But they get surprised. They say, hey, tell it, your work. <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's not simple. Yeah, because even he, as a pastor, when he comes, because when I, when I leave home Sunday, I come very late. Are you understand me? When they call, why is he? Oh, he's here. He's he's born here. He's preaching here. He's doing this. It's like it's like it's work. You see, so God's work is work, and we are saying that a wage means an income. Amen. That you receive into your pocket, money that you receive. So God is also Jesus is saying that when you serve me. You also receive, uh, what? If you're interested in the harvest, you also receive what? Income. Say, so, eh? But I have, I have, uh, thank God and done one, one soul, sir. Uh, I, I don't receive, how do you call it, uh, uh, any, any, any money. You see, incomes can be daily or weekly or monthly. Depend on where you are. If you go abroad, you pay them weekly. In Ghana, we are paid monthly. I've worked a place that I was paid daily. Yes. I used to do locum. Like, as I was working, I was doing part-time in another hospital. When I finished that day, they give me my, my, my salary or, or my income for working. So every day, I collected money. Okay, if I work, 25 days, I receive money every day. That came into my pocket. So God also has a way of of blessing you. Yes. 
I always say that, look, if you, you are in this world, and you, your, your income is only coming from your salary, that's all that you have, then you need God to bless you because you cannot live in this life with only your income. You need other incomes. And the person who can open doors for other incomes and things even to come into your life, it's, it's God. It's only God. It's God, not you, not the devil. It's God. I see you receiving some some money. It's called income. One day, I I had to go and preach somewhere for somebody. So I, so I used to go every day, every every week. I'll leave by four I've left and I'll go. And I'll return. I'll go, I'll come, I'll go, I'll come, I'll go, I'll come, I'll go, I'll come. And one day I went, not to go and preach, but also to, to be preached to. And a lady walked up, walked up to me. And said, are you going back today? I said, no. He said, why? So, the Holy Ghost has laid on my heart that I should bless you. So, where can I meet you? So, I'll be at the Sprinters Road. I said, if the Holy Ghost has said to bless me, then you heard rightly. So, I'll meet you at the Sprinters Road. So, I just came, brought an envelope. When I opened, man, dollars. It was called income. <laughs> dollars. Hey! May God give some dollars. Yeah. That same week, as then, now somebody also brought me some dollars. I'll mention a man, but when I saw it, it was frightening. As then, now another brother also came. He said, God has bring this. As then, another, another person also came and said, said, dollars. It's like, it's like, that week, it was like this. Dollars. I said, Holy Ghost. May you touch more hearts. The Holy Ghost will touch somebody's heart to give you a wage. Hallelujah. An income. And sometimes the wage, it may not even be physical money, but it may be another thing that your money could not have, have bought it, but it's given to you. Like for instance, some people come, come and give me dresses, give me shirts. I didn't buy it, but it's an income. I understand me. So some may not be physical incomes, but they can, they can be spiritual, heavenly, what, incomes. Like Zachariah. He served God, uh, served God, served God, served God. Uh. One day, Luke 1, 11. He was not even praying for a child. But here comes this great angel from God. Angel Gabriel. Okay. And he tells him, fear not. Okay. For your wife, Elizabeth, shall have shall bring forth a child, and shall call his name John, meaning God is gracious. When you say gracious, it means that God, you are low, but God is coming down from heaven to a low person like you, just to come and help you, and pay you. And, and, and the child that God paid him was, was worth more than 50 children. I mean, if, there was his name, uh, John, uh, Zachariah had had 50 children who were just, who were bankers, or, and doctors, okay, they would not have been compared to one person called John, the prophet. Fifty children, doctors, bankers, lawyers cannot be compared to John. Cannot be compared to what? John, the forerunner of the king, of the savior. That was an income. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Like I told you, the sister, the boy, the man, the guy said, that, oh, you have one soul, sir. You don't have a child. Then God said, okay, I'll pay you. Now we're near you. Shame unto you. In Jesus' name. Say, my heart is changing. Amen. So, let's be interested. Even though we're in COVID, let's be interested in souls. Say from today, I'm an evangelist. You see, when I say evangelist, I'm not saying like our father does the office of evangelist, but do the work of an evangelist. Not that evangelize and get yourself into the souls. Number two, earnings 
The second meaning of a wage is earnings. There is no man who has left father, mother, blah, 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 who has not received earnings and what? And life eternal. Tell somebody how I wish I had known this early and served God earlier. Wasted years. But anyway, it's not too late. A certain power of grace of the Savior is coming to our life. We shall be delivered to serve God in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, an earning is a sum of money you get by working. A sum of money you get by working. When you say a sum, means addition. So, it's like, you have this from here, you have this from here, you have this from here, you did this, you fixed this, you were paid, you did 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 this, you were paid. You did a road, you were paid. Okay? You built a house, you were paid. Okay? You did this, you were paid. It's called earnings. May Jesus give you earnings. That is, you have different sources of what? Money that is being paid to you in the name of Jesus. I said, in the name of Jesus. Sometimes God can even give you ideas heavenly because the spirit of God is the spirit of wisdom. He gives you ideas. Wisdom is just the way you think and the ideas that comes into your mind for you to do certain for you to do certain things. Thank you, Jesus, for the angel of the Lord that is standing here. I thank you so much. Hallelujah to Jesus. May you receive endings from God as you reap souls for Jesus. Father, I pray that a revival a revival a revival by the Holy Spirit will stay up in our hearts let things be broken let that passion for souls in the heart of our father Bishop Dad let it hit our hearts for it's the greatest thing that we can ever do for you Lord son of God, son of David, help us Break every power that deceives us and tends us. Choose us also in Jesus' name. Amen. Number three. Thank you, Jesus. Returns. Say returns. A return is the gain you realize for the work you have done. May the Lord give you returns. Eh? Have you seen that somebody went to sow a corn? The returns were what? Were not good. Eh? I had a friend. He was doing a pig farm. The returns were not good. So, he said he was going to poultry. Where the returns is good. You sow, sometimes you work, but you don't get it. Some people live abroad, they work, and all the bills collect, all the, the returns are very small. By the time of the month all is ended, there are few returns, but I see Jesus Christ. I said, I see the Lord giving you returns in the name of Jesus Christ. And number four, salaries. I told you, I was just a few. I, I needed time to explain to you. Salaries. Salaries is the money that someone is paid each month, Lord, by his employer. May God employ you. Some people are employed part-time and some people are employed what? As what? Full-time. When I used to work in the hospital, there was a certain rich man who had a business. And I saw his mother-in-law and later he said I, he wanted me to be to um be the doctor for his company that he had. So when the staff are not well, they'll come and see me. And I didn't have a clinic. I was working in the hospital, in the government hospital. But the staff will come and I'll see them. Amen. And he was asking me, how much will I charge him? How much will I charge him? In other words, I want to put you on the company what? 
uh, payroll as the doctor. So as I was earning from the government in Kofonochi, then I'm also supposed to earn from here. Okay, it's called what? Salary. He wanted to. He employed me. You get, but at that time I needed accommodation, and he had about 49 houses. So I told him, "Don't pay me. Just give me a house to stay in." <laughs> Amen. May the Lord give you different salaries. In Jesus' name, you know God can give you. He can give you different salaries for the work that you done because of the work that you, you did. Okay. He can even give you a salary of long life. He can give you a salary of being delivered from death. He can give you a salary, okay, for of being swallowed by a whale or a lion. Some things have ganged up against you, want to destroy your life. But the salary is a deliverance. It shall not work. Why? Because you are my servant. Because you are my what? My servant. Yes. Let me, let me show you a scripture. Thank you, blessed Jesus. Isaiah, say, Lord, I'll save you. Say, Lord, I'll save you. Say, Lord, I'll save you. Isaiah 42, verse 1. Behold my servant, whom I uphold. Eh? Whom my soul, my, my life, whom my soul delighted. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring for judgment to the Gentiles. Is the gentile are those who don't know God. So this servant will bring forth the ministry of the Lord Jesus. He will bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. He will bring the gospel to those who don't know God. May you as a servant be interested in the hidden and those who don't know God. May God use you to, to, to what? To save people. Use you to save people who are very, very evil. In Jesus' name. Now look at the look at the, 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 the salary. He shall not cry. It's no money. He shall not what? He shall not cry. When others are crying, may God escape you from, from crying. When others are mourning, may God turn your mourning into dancing. In the name of Jesus. I said, look, I remember one day a man of God prayed for me. As a student, I went to him. Reverend Victor said, I went to his house. But when I went there, Reverend Stu was there. So I told him, So it's my little boy. And he prayed for me. When he prayed for me, because we, you see, we, we, we used to pray in the night as students to God. You see, but God decided to use a higher anointing to pray for me. When he prayed for me, I asked us going. I could hear a song in my heart. He turned my morning into what dancing again, again. He did what? He lifted up my sorrow. I can't stay silent. I must call his joy has come. And for almost like a month, that's a song. When I wake up, as a medical student, when I wake up, that's a song. You see, but I didn't understand, but later I, what I understood, the Holy Ghost was saying, Look, God decided to pay you by turning your morning into what? Into dancing again. Today, may God give you a salary. Things has been, have been difficult. Are you understanding me? But He will give you a salary. Some things, there are some salaries, they are bigger than $1,000, they are bigger than. One million dollars. If they give you one million dollars, he cannot pay. I saw a man who was very, very rich and the man was dying in the hospital bed. I knew he was very, very rich. And he was crying, oh, my money, oh, my money, my money. There's there, there, his work and the money that he had earned as, 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 for, for his salary could not save him. But if only he had called on, on God, if God had come, said, I'll pay you, wake up and rise up. Because I know a man who died. He loved Jesus. He saved Jesus. His name was Lazarus. He died. But God said, I'm going to give you a salary. Lazarus came up from the dead and he rose up after four days.
is not like that. Your hard employer who let the man to cross to the middle of the night before they pay you. Salaries must be paid before the month ends. It's a monthly salary. It's not the next month's salary. Okay, I'll just share this last one and I'll close. Compensation. A, a compensation is money that is given to someone who has experienced loss or suffering. As you serve God, you experience losses. Sometimes you, you would have experienced a loss anyway. Not because you are serving, but you would have experienced a loss anyway. Because when you can also experience losses for his sake. But a wage means compensation. But I see the Lord coming to compensate. May everything that we have lost, any that the enemy stole from us, any resistance, every opposition that kept us, may the Lord come to us and give us compensation. When I worked in the hospital, one of the things that I, I used to write was for to write people's insurance so they can be compensated for industrial or accident, accident or whatever. I used to write a lot. And we have percentage. Somebody is working in the companies. Thank you, Jesus Christ. And he will lose his finger. Or this one. Or the second finger. The pointy finger. Or the ring finger. You see, the other, if you lose this finger, there's a percentage. You lose your finger in Jesus' name. If you lose the thumb, thank you, Jesus. The thumb is more expensive than this one because if you lose the thumb, your grip is affected. So the thumb, you get more money by losing your thumb in industrial accidents. If you lose the hand, if you lose this, God forbid, if you lose your leg, so percentage, so you, you write 15%, 25%, and sometimes the insurance will challenge you. It even goes to court. And you have to go to the court and defend your percentage for them to pay the person. It's the compensation for the loss. Oh, I thank, I thank the Lord Jesus. May you receive compensation. I say, may you receive what? Compensation. Jonah, I'm closing. Jonah was sent by the Lord to go and preach. He was serving God and God said, okay, I'm giving you a new ask. This assignment is a missionary work. Leave Jerusalem and go to Nineveh, a very wicked city, and go and do missions work there. Then he said, yeah. Lord, I won't go. I want to preach in Jerusalem. If it is these people, they should go to hell. So he swerved. And the Lord sent a whale to swallow him. For three days. Then he repented. So for three days, he was just in the bottom bottom of the sea. But God said, you have lost some time. You have paid fair to a ship that could not carry you. I will compensate you. 
do you know uh, Joppa, I think that's Tel Aviv. Do you know Tel Aviv? From Tel Aviv to Nineveh. Nineveh is somewhere Baghdad, Iraq. This whale was able to swim for three days. I wonder if a whale can swim for three days. Not sleeping. At least if you swim small, you'll be tired. So you sleep small, you relax. But a whale swam for three days from Tel Aviv, from Israel seas to Iraq. Non-stop. No fair. I said what? No, what? Uh, trans free transport. Free what? Transport. Whatever you lost. Amen. As whatever you lost. And you some something has carried you. May God even use that thing to carry you to your destination. In Jesus name. people of Nineveh were probably at the beach and here they find a man come out of a whale and I'm sure they are wondering who are you? they said I'm a prophet of the Lord that said the Lord repent or this is to bend if you see a man coming out of a whale preach to you that look God said I'll destroy this city even the whale alone is enough for you to believe, may whatever has arrested you become what a tool to achieve God's agenda for you. May that thing like Jesus. The devil thought that the cross was his finishing, but now the cross is the most popular emblem. Hollywood, uh, what uh, uh, actors wear uh, golden crosses. Ladies are wearing golden crosses. I mean, how can something that is used to crucify murderers and criminals? Now, you see a rich man with a cross. You see a, a cross. You go to the a cross. Everywhere, cross, 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 cross. Ah, how can you put a criminal's little over there? But when the Son of God was being crucified and destroyed on the cross, he was making rather the cross very popular. That's what Peter said. That, look, don't crucify me like he was crucified. Crucify me upside down. Make my own. I, I don't even deserve. May God compensate. Abraham married, I don't know, maybe at the age of 20, 28. At the age of 30, no child. 40, no child. 50, no child. 60, no child. 70, no child. 75, that he meets God. And God said, I'll compensate you. 80 no child, 90 no child, 100. And here comes a Jesus-like child. Isaac, he said, your child will be a prophecy for my son. May God compensate you big time. It's called compensation. I remember 1998, we were at Kolegono. I remember very well. There was ordination and people came to attack us. It was a major attack. Vandalized. People were bleeding, throwing stones. Bishop's office was bombed. All kind, I mean, it's like the church was under pressure. The church was lost. And everybody, everybody thought that, oh, Bishop Dag. I mean, I mean, now that the government has picked on you, you are finished. But God said, I'll compensate you for all that loss. They broke down the wall, but I'll compensate you. You rebuild the wall. You rebuild your office. But I'll compensate you with Kodesh, with Kadesh, with Kadesh, with Kadosh, eh? with First Lab, and other things. And the compensation is still going. It's like God, God has not even finished compensation. Like, I'm not even going to compensate you more for that, that particular thing. 
may all your crises. He said, he shall not cry. Isaiah 42 verse 2. May not lift up his voice. He will not complain. Nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. Compensation. Isaiah 42 verse 3. Verse 4. This prophecy is for you and it's for me. My servant, he shall not fail nor be discouraged. Now, discouragement may come, failure will come, but I'll compensate you till he has, you have finished your work on the earth. You have set judgment in the earth. As I end, I speak the words of Jesus Christ, my God. He said, He that repaired wages and gathered fruit unto eternal life. Eh? When you serve God, you'll be poor. Because the world has lied to us that the mouse in the house is richer than the mouse in the church. Because the mouse in the house, he gets some food crumbs to eat. But the mouse in the church, he's so poor, he doesn't, he, he doesn't even, the, the mouse in the house, he gets some money even to chew. But the mouse in the church, he doesn't get money to chew. So the church is very, very poor. So the man says, if I serve God, I'll be poor. Well, I have not read that. My, my, my Bible didn't tell me if I serve God, I'll be poor. Jesus said, if I serve, if I serve him, I'll receive wages. Not poverty. Let's be on our feet.